0: Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week four, day two of our study of 2 Corinthians. I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and today we're talking about 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 10. Well, welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God. Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to encounter you in your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. I'll be reading today from the NIV. This is 2 Corinthians 5, starting in verse 6. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. for we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. <clears throat> Paul is is going on and on he's continuing on from what he talked about yesterday we're we're in this flesh we're in this mortal body and he's calling it clothing we're we're clothed with this mortality and one day we'll take off this clothing we'll put on immortality we'll put on immortal clothes a body that won't decay we'll be with god Will be present with him, and so we know. And this is what Paul's saying: as long as we have this mortal flesh, as long as we feel pain, physical pain, emotional pain, we know that we're not present with the Lord. We're at home in this body. So there is this separation, and I, I, Paul's speaking of this tension in this life, and 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 so many people nowadays they want to try and, and eliminate this tension. They want to make it like there, there is no tension, that we should just be able to, to walk freely with the Lord, or um, it, there's, there's so much teaching now where it's like we've got to come into some kind of oneness or some kind of higher level of consciousness where, where we're not dealing with this tension. What Paul is saying is as long as we are in this fleshly body, we will be in tension, as long as we're in this body we are we're not present with the lord now he said yesterday the holy spirit is our down payment of what's to come but we're not there yet and so there's no way to live without this tension of of the the as jesus called it the kingdom of heaven is here it's it's now but it's not quite yet there's there's a both end of this we have the holy spirit as this seal as this deposit on our hearts on our lives but we don't yet have the fullness of the presence of God. And so that creates this tension. As Jesus told Peter, you know, the flesh is willing, or the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And that's the tension we live in, that, that you know, we can't see God. We can't see what God is, is giving us. That's why Paul says we live by faith, not by sight. We can't see this with our, our physical earthly eyes, we have to perceive it with our spirit, through the Holy Spirit that's been given to us as a down payment. And so anyone, anyone who is, has looked at this and perceived just even a, a fraction of how good eternity is going to be, you'd be a fool to say, I'd rather be here. I'd rather be in this fleshly body. I'd rather be, I'd rather be doing this than be in the presence of God. You'd, you'd have to be a fool to say that if you've truly perceived what God has laid out for us. Now again, yesterday I made the statement and this is this is so true for so many people that I've encountered is that they they don't feel that way. They don't feel they. Like they would much rather be here in in our like in the here and now than in eternity because eternity kind of scares them, because their picture of eternity is that we're going to be bored to tears, like sitting on a cloud strumming a harp. You know, I call this Hallmark Christianity, greeting card Christianity, where so many people have have kind of gotten these these pictures of what our eternal reality is from literally greeting cards or from. Uh, from platitudes from media and other sources that aren't necessarily scripture. Scripture is very clear. We will live forever in a physical body with God on the earth in the eternal city, Jerusalem. So the the eternity that we're going to experience, it's not some otherworldly experience. It's not something that we don't have a reference for. We have a reference for what eternity will be like. It will be very much like what we experience now. Physical bodies, eating, feeling, all of those things without the negatives, without the pain, without the frustration, without all of those negatives. That's what eternity will be like. And so if we think of eternity as something completely other than what we know and experience now, we'll miss it. We'll, we'll, we, we won't grasp what the Lord is doing for us in eternity. But if we look at it as something that's completely better than what we experience now, like what we experience now, but better than what we experience now, we can understand what Paul is saying here is that we're confident, right? He says, I'm confident, that we would prefer to be away from this body and in the presence of the Lord. That's our preference. But right now, we want to please him. While we have this mortal physical body, we want to do everything in our power to please him for this moment. Let's continue on. Verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Paul is alluding to the fact that there is going to be this moment where the Lord judges every single person. Now, many people said, you know, he's, he's alluding to, for the Corinthians, he's alluding to the bema seat something that was very common in in roman law is there would be a place a physical place where there would be some kind of grand edifice some structure where there's actually literally a seat where someone would sit and judge on it and, and in corinth they've actually uncovered the bema seat the the actual physical place where that judgment happened in the city of corinth and so He's not saying that it's going to look exactly like the Bema seat, the judgment seat in the city of Corinth. He's using this as an allusion to to, to give them an understanding of what it's going to be like for when Jesus judges every single person. And I want to read exactly what scripture says about that, or at least one of the places where scripture talks about that in the book of Revelation, because many people have a, a, a misconception of the judgment to come many people, and I I go back to kind of greeting card Christianity with this, is many people have this idea that when they're they're going to die, they're going to pass to the gates of heaven, and Saint Peter is going to be there with a, a book of all of the good things and all of the bad things that you've done. And if you've done enough good things to outweigh the bad things, then you get into heaven. <clears throat> Scripture never says anything remotely like that. Now, what we're going to read, you could kind of start to, if you have an active imagination, come to that conclusion, if you kind of take this out. But we're going to talk about exactly what Paul's talking about. This is Revelation 20, starting in verse 11. And then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. The earth and the heavens fled from his presence and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and the death in Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Now, what this is talking about is is it's... It's it's talking about the people that are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Revelation goes into great detail about this, but the people that are not whose names are not in the Lamb's Book of Life, those people. This is the judgment. This is the great judgment seat of God. And this is what Paul is alluding to here when he's talking to the Corinthians: is that that one day we will stand before this judgment, and we'll receive what's due to us. If your name is in the Lamb's book of life, you receive eternity and eternal rewards. If your name is not in that book, then you are judged by all of the things that you have done. And it makes it very clear that whatever you've done, if your name's not in that Lamb's book of life, all of those things that you're judged by, that you're weighed by, the scales tip out of your favor and you were thrown into the lake of fire. If your name is not in the Lamb's book of life. Now, I'm not going to go into all of this. We could read all, so much more in Revelation. There's a lot more about it that makes this very, very clear. I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But uh, suffice to say, this judgment seat, that we have confidence, we're going to stand before this judgment seat. And if we have accepted Jesus, and then all of the rest of those things that we've done They don't matter for whether or not we inherit eternity. Eternity is inherited based on whether our name is in the Lamb's book of life. And our name is in the Lamb's book of life if we have accepted the Lamb, Jesus. If we have pledged our allegiance, given our life to Jesus, as he outlines in John 14 through 17-ish, if we've given our life to him in that way pledged our allegiance to him given him our our heart and soul and life and everything that we are pledged our life to him then we inherit that eternal life and then all of the good and bad that's those scales they don't matter anymore saint peter is not the one standing at the gates it's jesus himself we come before god himself and he judges us and the main judgment is if our name is in that book if our name is in that book the lamb's book of life we inherit eternal life we inherit an in, incorruptible body if you've never pledged your allegiance to Jesus if you've never given your life to him i want you i want to encourage you to do that with me today i'm going to pray a prayer and if you've never prayed this prayer i want you to pray it with me because there is a way to know for sure that that Number one, you won't be bored to tears for all eternity, sitting on a, a cloud, strumming a harp. There's a way to know for sure that there's there's not coming this day where you're going to get to the gates of heaven and hope that the good outweighed the bad. None of that is your fate if you have accepted Jesus. If you haven't accepted Jesus, there's no amount of good, no amount of good that will outweigh the negatives. And and the reality is, the bad news is if you haven't accepted Jesus, if you haven't pledged your allegiance to him, if your name is not in that Lamb's book of life, then the only destination is the lake of fire, what we commonly refer to as hell. That's the only destination without Jesus. So if you've never accepted Jesus, if you've never pledged your allegiance to him, I encourage you to pray with me right now. Jesus, forgive me. I'm a sinner i want to live with you forever in eternity. I want you to forgive me of my sins. Would you forgive me of my sins and redeem me to you forever? I want to live with you for all eternity. I pledge my allegiance to you, Jesus. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I pledge my allegiance to you. Would you save me? Would you rescue me from my sin and fill me your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that with me for the first time, I want to encourage you to reach out to me. My contact information is are in the show notes in the description. You can find them there. Please reach out to me and let me know. I want to start a dialogue with you about what your next steps should be after praying that prayer for the first time. For the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time.